What is up? Coming to you live from the cat house in Montebello, California for maybe only two more weeks because we're moving. It's time for Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, the Monday, October 26th edition. This is 2020. Episode 197. What is going on? I hope this week I can see comments. Last week I could not. I missed several comments by one of our patrons, Daniel Wong, throughout the show. We're back to our normal angle because I am here alone. The, my wife and child are not here. They're probably off gallivanting with grandma right now. Doing what? I don't know. They didn't text me to let me know, but uh, I, they partially probably went out to stuff. Let me have the house quietly to myself, I guess, while I do the show. So here I am. Here we are live. Live, 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 live. I hope there are comments today. I hope people can see. I hope people, I can, hopefully I can see comments. I'm tapping buttons here. Let's just, let's just do that real quick. Test. All right. I can see comments. Yay. <laughs> Uh, how's everyone doing tonight? Uh, we're earlier. Than, we're on earlier than we normally are. <laughs> normally, in the, these last few months of of managing baby time, uh, we usually get on about eight thirty. But we're on about eight seventeen p.m. in Pacific time. If you're listening to the audio version of this later on, then it's not really going to matter. But here we are. And uh, the the number one thing. Uh, so between last show and this show, the 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 Borat sequel came out and I, I watched that. Um, I didn't watch it all the way through in one sitting. I had to watch it little by little. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, any of you have an Amazon prime and, uh, have watched this. I, I know, it, uh, executive producer, Sam Zia, he watched it and he laughed his ass off. He, he was incredibly delighted by the film. Uh, I was entertained, but good God, it was, there, there are several times as I was watching that movie, I had to, I had to stop and regain my composure, sometimes from laughing, but other times just from like shock. It's like, I had to shake my head because, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen, his freaking, his sense of humor, he will, there is no line he will not cross. <laughs> You show him a line, and he is going to jump over it. And Yeah, he, he really did. Uh, uh, as a, a, a person who, who is a, a liberal, but for better or for worse, from your point of view, uh, yeah, he, he really uh, showed how conservatives are a bunch of idiots. I mean, I have to... If, if you haven't uh, seen that stuff or even heard, uh, yeah, this movie really... It's a, it's a referendum on... Conservative Republicans, left and right, but that, that—that's his goal. He—he he infiltrates them and and he he shows them because uh, some of the stuff is scripted and some of the stuff is uh, impromptu. He—he he crashed a Trump rally. He crashed a, he crashed a conservative conference where Mike Pence was and he was dressed as Donald Trump. It was <laughs> pretty ridiculous. Trying, uh, if you um, if you have any interest in this movie, I, I recommend it. I recommend watching it. It's it. It's very different from his first movie, you know, fourteen years ago. I, I I can't believe it's been that long 
since his previous one. And, and I, I love the little nods at the very beginning of the movie. It's like it acknowledges, oh, yeah, people know who he is. Like he tries to walk around uh, Texas and people are just running up to him. I, uh, my boss at work was like, people still know that stuff? I'm like, no, it's it's the, in, in the age of the Internet, we, we, we know everything. <laughs> if anything's borderline ridiculous, we're, we're going to react to it and say something. And so people are just running up to the board. If you see Borat, you're going to be like, hey, look, my wife. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite podcasts. They still reference my wife all the damn time. It's he, people know who Borat. He's a he's a piece of popular culture, and then he reintroduced it again, and it's just it, it's funny. So he had to like Borat had to disguise himself in order to do a bunch of stupid shit. It was pretty it was pretty hilarious uh, and and horrifying. Just like uh, when he would say like ridiculous things to some of these people. And how they would just not react. Like he told a lady in a in a bakery. He had her, you know, put icing on a cake, and just without saying, she goes, "Jews will not replace us." And then the lady just writes it out, like not questioning it, just okay, no problem. That's what you want in the cake. And put a bunch of happy faces all around it. It was like little things like that where I was just like, "Yeah, this is how we're, this is how we got where we are." Just where people were just like, "Okay, this is fine. This is normal. This is okay." And there, there's several instances where he's talking to you know, I, I hate to say it this way, he's talking to regular ass Southern white people, and they're just like. Okay, like he'll say something ridiculous, and they just—they're like the Undertaker. You just punch him, not selling it. I am the Undertaker. I have no reaction to what you just did. That—that's literally what what happens a lot in this movie. Like he—he—he he, he continually says excessively racist, excessively sexist, excessively you know ridiculous things, and these people are just like unfazed unfazed in any way shape or form insane just I recommend it just simply because it's just it's it's a microcosm of what this world is right now if you don't understand how we wound up where we are right now and how we're we're barreling into next Tuesday uh, unsure about what's gonna happen this movie is a I mean I, I'm sure it's no uh, coincidence that this movie came out a couple weeks before Election Day. Uh, there, there's no uh, shock there. Yeah, the, everything you've heard about the, the Rudy Giuliani scene, it's fucking true. It's insane. Motherfucker reached into his pants. He was pulling on his dick. He, he, he was readjusting his junk. He thought he thought that the beautiful little blonde reporter was going to blow him. And, uh, it, and, and Borat ran in on him. And like I'm sure that's what everybody's heard. It's Yeah, you have to see... the uh, there, there There's... There are screenshots, but you, if you see the scene in its entirety, from start to finish, you're just like, yeah, Giuliani was was, was angling for a blowjob, and, and maybe more. He was just... <laughs> why did Boris stop it? Just cause... I, I don't know why... He, I, I mean, maybe he didn't want the poor actress to have to actually blow through <laughs> Giuliani. <laughs> maybe he has some... <laughs> maybe he has some morals... I mean, he, he didn't want to have to record a live sex act, and maybe, maybe that would have, you know... Uh, I, I'm sure... Uh, poor uh, the, the poor lawyers that have to, like, 
go through all this stuff with Sasha. They probably okay. We can only go this far before we're breaking some laws. <laughs> if that and, and heaven knows, I'm, I'm sure that the, the actress who was playing his daughter, I'm sure she didn't want to blow old man Giuliani. <laughs> I mean. It might have been, I mean, like, uh, as you were saying, Rolando, it might have been much more effective. I'm like, why'd he stop it? it <laughs> I, I'm sure it's much more of a legal and, a, yeah, but not subjecting this poor actress to having to go down on this old man. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that would be the most logical reasoning I could think of. Just, I'm sure it's more of a litigious thing at the end of the day, because I remember Sasha talking about but, you know, his first Borat movie, how... There were so many freaking lawsuits, and it, I wonder how sometimes they can get clearance for some of these. Well, I was discussing this at work with it with my boss, like how, oh, how were they able to, you know, how, well, they, they didn't have to blur out Rudy Giuliani, they can actually put him on camera, because I think it's more because he's a public figure, so he doesn't really have control over his image, maybe, I think that may be the legal um, loophole they could jump through, because there's other people throughout the movie where some people had their images blurred, and they, were, they probably didn't give their consent. And other people might have like, given their consent after the fact or given their consent before, not knowing what they were giving their consent to, showing up in this Borat sequel where they didn't know they were in a Borat movie because he wasn't dressed as Borat, he was dressed as a weird eccentric redneck or whatever other bullshit he was spewing to get this movie done. I, 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 so I'm, I'm shocked that he was able to get this sequel done in, in, in this current age where people know, but there's plenty of stupid people out there who are probably, they just see a cameraman, they're like, okay, I want to be on camera. I want to be famous. They have no idea what they're signing for. They, they, it, it could be a fake title uh, or a fake documentary that, they, that they're, they're selling it as what would eventually be the Borat sequel, but hey, some people sign away their rights for no reason. Uh, like I could talk about in the show, gamers give away their rights all the time without even knowing. So I'm sure it works just the same in uh, in filming. I mean, if you go to a... Well, back when we could go to nerd conventions, there's, there's usually posted signs that tell you by walking in here, you give up your... You're giving your consent to being photographed or videotaped by the convention or by or, or, there's some sort of legalese where like oh you, you see that sign and like you can't walk in if you don't want to be videotaped because you're going to be on camera so i don't know how that works i'm sure some of these people willingly give up their rights or unknowingly give up their rights it happens in all forms of media but yeah it, it this movie is just if, if you have prime or if you have a friend with amazon prime uh yeah check it out it's yeah, if you're a super duper liberal, it's gonna be amusing. If you're very conservative, uh, uh, results may vary. That's that's the best way I can put it for this uh, Borat subsequent movie film. Because it's just oh the 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 script the because the, the Giuliani is like the second to last thing that happens. The the scripted ending, the the the, the scripted plot ending. I would just. Uh, <laughs> I, I I can't describe the kind of laughter that that I I, I was letting out at that the 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 purpose of, of of Borat's mission from his 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 leaders in Kazakhstan. It was it was pretty uh <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous, and there's some great cameos that happen at the end as well. It's. <laughs>
I recommend. Yeah, I, was, I, I was about to divulge a bunch of plot stuff to my boss. I asked, "Are you gonna Are you gonna want to watch this?" Because there's just some really funny stuff throughout. I mean, obviously everyone knows about the Giuliani thing, but there's other ridiculous things throughout the film. That I, it, it, it tackles the coronavirus in a very uh, Borat way. <laughs> Let's just say that. So that that's uh, that was a big thing. I, I, I watched that. Uh, I finished that yesterday morning. I, I, I watched it in pieces just because it was, it, was, it was hard for me to swallow. Uh, something else, uh, because I was uh, dooting around on Amazon Prime, there, there's this show that's been out for a couple of years, The, the Boys. I, I hadn't watched it. Honestly, I, I kind of didn't have interest in it. Uh, it's weird because the, the, it's source material. Uh, it's one of my favorite writers and one of my favorite artists, but for whatever reason... I remember when I tried to read it way back when, I, golly, like 10, 15 years ago when it originally came out, I, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know if there was just something, there's something about the, the, the book that didn't jive with me. Because this writer, he had written one of my favorite books, Preacher. This artist had dri had drawn one of my favorite comic books, Transmetropolitan. You would think this would be chocolate and peanut butter for me, Right. Uh, if you if you, the, the math and you you do the math okay this writer that I've read all a bunch of his shit this artist I really enjoyed his art when he when he when he did Transmetropolitan you would think oh we mesh these two together I mean and actually it kind of worked as uh, when they were working for Marvel they they put out this uh, Nick Fury series that was part of the Marvel Max line which was really intense and hilarious but for whatever reason I, uh, I don't know if it's I I didn't get into it early enough or I felt like I was uh out of the loop, so I never got into the boys. But after I finished watching uh, Borat, I you know I was still you know had the time. Tiger was napping, so I'm like, all right. Let me you know. I had seen a lot of my uh, uh, people I follow on Twitter and a lot of my Facebook friends talking about the boys season two throughout the last you know couple months because Amazon, like Disney Plus, uh, they don't just drop everything in one giant dump uh, so everyone can just binge it. They still they treat you like old school television, and you have to watch one episode a week. And it, I love how it drives people insane. <laughs> that I I derive a twisted pleasure from the the, the, the suffering of people who want to binge. Because <laughs> technically now I could binge these two seasons, but I have a kid. I don't have that kind of time. I, I'm gonna be lucky if, uh, if 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 we can get in one or two episodes a week, hey, which is what. How they were released. So, yesterday morning, I, I fired up the the first episode of The Boys while while Ty was while Ty was asleep, and I watched it. That I, I I was actually kind of blown away how uh, how compelling it is. How, it was it was really good. I I, I I was blown away. It was it was really well put together, and 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 quite. I mean, in spite of the fact it is really super duper graphic, it is just. It's based on a Garth Ennis piece of work, so yeah, it's gonna be very graphic and detailed in how they handle every subject matter. <laughs> so uh, I, I watched it and I was like, "Well, this is really good." And, and then uh, uh, my wife got home and I was telling her, "Oh yeah, I know. I watched this. I, I don't know if you're gonna want to watch this because it was a funny thing. Like last year, while while Rosa was pregnant, normally she likes to watch this stuff with me, but when, when she when she was carrying." Ty, she would have dreams of all this bad, like whatever we were watching, we were, we were binging Game of Thrones because she had never seen it. 
and she started having Game of Thrones dreams. Like, no, I can't have this kind of negativity while I'm holding the baby. But like now, okay, baby's out. And, you know, we hadn't we haven't really you know sat down and binged anything other than a uh, her fa- her favorite show Pose. We watched a whole lot of that. Or I think that was the last show that we kind of binged. Um, and so I, I was I was describing this show. I'm like, I don't know if you're gonna want to watch this. And I described some of the plot points from the first episode. I only even made it halfway through. I was telling, and she's like, "This is really fucking interesting." I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I know. It's like really crazy, uh, blackmail blowjobs and freaking superheroes being shitty and freaking killing people wantonly." And she's like, "I want to see this." I'm like, "All right." After we put Ty to bed, you know, however long this is gonna take us later in the evening. I'll uh, put tie to bed. We'll we'll fire it up on the television. I watched uh, me. I was just watching it on my phone because that's that's how you do it things nowadays. And uh, we, we we put it on the PlayStation, watched it on TV, and she she watched it and she was like, "Holy crap, this is really good!" But it was already at that point. It was already like eleven o'clock, and it's like, "Oh, it's Sunday night, and we we need to get to sleep because Tiger's gonna wake us up. Who knows how many times throughout the night?" So now it's like, "All right, we got to find time <laughs> throughout." In the middle of like right now, we're trying to pack up our whole house because we're moving. Uh, the the big move happens in, in in less than two weeks, so oh, how do we find time to watch the show? But the show, uh, like like I said, really great. I'll, I'll explain to her like the the, the main uh, the lead, Carl Urban. I was trying to explain to my wife, oh, this guy's a fucking chameleon. He is in a lot of big movies, but people don't know it unless you're like a crazy movie fan like me. You're not gonna know. Oh. He was the the freaking the writers of, the leader of the writers of Rohan in the, the Lord of the Rings of uh, the Two Towers and Return of the King. Oh, he was the bad guy in the Born Supremacy. He was the bad guy in Riddick. Uh, and where I feel like he got a, a lot of praise, but he was you know Bones in the the recent Star Trek movies directed by the Fast and Furious guys. Or um, what's on? He was Judge Dredd in the good Judge Dredd movie that came out a little while ago. Uh, this dude is like a freaking he bl- he's blends in to things. He was the freaking ex- and the the one where my wife recognized. I was like, oh, he was the executioner in Thor Ragnarok. It's like he just he's a chameleon. He's a really good character actor who just melts into the scenery, and you don't know he's there until he shows up, and then he, he kind of he's really cool, and then he just goes away. And so, like, and he, he, he plays the lead in this show, uh, Billy Butcher, and he's just dropping the C-bombs left and right, because he gets to... <laughs> I don't because he's from New Zealand, but he's playing... A, he's like Robert Duvall, great sporn actor, but sometimes takes a lead role. Yeah, that, that that's a very good uh, analogy right there, Ryan. Uh, yeah, he's a, you know, tremendous support. Uh, I, I was looking over his whole uh, uh, filmography, and I'm like, he just pops in and out and pops in and out of things. I think he had, there was another show he had, like, a, a leading role in a while back on Fox that didn't, didn't make it, it, was, like, Being Human or something. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that they had given him. And he he co-starred with The Rock in freaking, uh, in that, 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 that bad Doom movie. <laughs> I, I think he was, like, the co-lead in that one, if I recall correctly. I think I might have that movie on DVD just because it had The Rock in it. And that was back when we were getting all sorts of, you know, uh, stolen DVDs traded into my GameStop <laughs> way back when in 2004, 2005. But yeah, this guy was is awesome. And like seeing him just like chew up the scenery, just in this one episode of the show, he just shows up and he's just sea bombing left and right and he's just being all super cool. I, I love him, the kid. Uh, call him, you look like someone from the porno version of The Matrix. <laughs> he was just being 
He's just being a badass. I, 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 I really enjoyed it. It was just, I can't wait to, 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 to get into more of it. Uh, especially with, I, I know some things here and there just from seeing people talk about it on Twitter like the last few months. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to season two because uh, uh, there's one actress from another show, uh, Aya Cash. She was in uh, You're the Worst if you ever watched that show on FX that she plays. Uh, bringing another villainous, uh, villainous, what do you call it, uh, super, superhero. Yeah, Comic-Con 06, the Doom panel, look good, yeah. Uh, it's funny, because I remember that movie being weird and like, oh, okay, this is a thing, uh, where, like, the, I think, well, I mean, spoiler alert, 14-year spoiler alert, uh, like, I think The Rock ended up, you know, being the bad guy or getting infected. I think uh, Carl had to kill him. <laughs> the movie frequently went into first-person mode because, you know, Doom was a first-person game. So, I think there was a... Uh, it, it, that, that movie, like, was, was trying to do things ahead of its time, I guess. But I, I, I think I have it somewhere in my DVD collection. <laughs> Maybe. But, yeah, Carl Urban. Awesome. I, I'm, just, I'm excited to, to consume more of this show. Oh, uh, and definitely not in front of the baby. <laughs> Oh man, just the, the first freaking few minutes, I, I was just, I, normally I'm really good at seeing bad things coming, and as the show progresses, I'm sure I'm going to pick up a lot more hints, but it's like the first ten minutes, you just get your freaking heart ripped out of your chest, you're like, okay, this is fucked, alright, I, I forgot that I was reading something based on a Garth Ennis book, this is going to be, there's going to be all sorts of fucked up things happening throughout uh, although I, I like uh, if you've already seen the show, like yeah, the first episode, like uh, as soon as uh, evil Elizabeth Shue told the uh, the Baltimore mayor or whatever, hey, have a safe flight. I'm like, oh, this dude's dead. The Homelander is gonna crash that fucking plane, and lo and behold, by the end, wife saw it coming too. She's like, oh yeah. As soon as she said, have a safe flight, I'm like, that dude is fucked. That dude. And then you just see freaking evil Superman. Hi. Boom! <laughs> Just, it's really good. Yeah, I, 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 I vastly underestimated how enjoyable the show is. Well, we'll see how it is throughout the. Uh, I, I, I remember just uh, people were kind of disappointed with the end of season two, but you know what? Hey, that I enjoy things that people are disappointed with because I think other people have, other people set their. Um, Hesitation, or they set their expectation levels way too high. That mommy issue. <laughs> oh man, I, I can't wait to, uh, to, to to see more of the, the boys. And, but right now, and that, and that and this is gonna lead me to another streaming thing. Uh, I I realized as I was writing up the format for uh, for this week, it's like, all right, I I, I just uh, uh, great second season. Okay, see, all right, good. See, like I said, uh, some I think there's. There's people out there who write their own conclusions in their head for shows and not just, oh, let me just watch the show and see where the writer is taking me and not be like, oh, the writer didn't do what, what I wanted them to do. It's like, no. I mean, like, you should only be disappointed if you're not enjoying it, Dexter. No, you know what? Let me catch myself there. Um, something that got announced last week. Um, I forget if I talked about this last week, but uh, my memory is bad. Uh, they're bringing Dexter back? Uh, speaking of shows that were disappointing, I I was only disappointed at the end of that show because it wasn't as good as it was in the beginning. Like if they had killed that show after three seasons, I would have been like really sad. But man, those are some really good. That was some really good television. But like it just kept dragging. Uh, it, it was like a corpse. It like dragged itself forward. 
and and I was really shocked that like they're bringing it back after the, after the way you know like uh, uh, you know they they didn't they, they didn't pull the trigger on uh, the the Pornhub stepsister stepbrother sex or whatever <laughs> what's going on between Deb and Dexter and uh, they're finally catching up to the Bay Harbor see. I, I see. I see that a lot of these revivals, they try to, they want to bring back the original. Yeah, yeah. Skip. Yeah, Ryan. Just that last season was just don't, don't, don't ever watch that last. I, I watched it out of like, out of habit, uh, and just to see where the f they were going, and it's just weird and, and just fucked up. So I mean, if they bring back the 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 showrunner from the beginning, maybe there's hope. But you know where where we left Dex last was you know he's a, a non-homicidal lumberjack somewhere in the Yukon, somewhere maybe in Canada, who knows? But uh, I'm sure his urge to kill will rise. I'm sure, and then they're gonna. Uh, hopefully, it'll be interesting. I, I don't have Showtime, so we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll wait for it to show up on Netflix in 2022. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, Rolando, you can. Uh, yeah, after Trinity, yeah, you if, if you could if they could have just ended. Right there, if the last image of Dexter would have been a poor little uh, Harrison, you know, sitting in the blood, just like Dexter was found in the blood, I think that would have been a a relative much more satisfying than where where they went with it, where they just dragged it out, they just dragged that show all over the place. Uh, I mean, the supporting cast was just treated like crap, and and then Dexter just was like. Was a uh, he had no direction, and that that, that that's where it, that's where it gets disappointing. Not like or oh, I expected this to happen. Like I'm watching what's happening. Like this is not fun. This is not uh, the, the the excitement of, of of the early seasons. Where I still to this day so surprise motherfucker. At any chance I get, I will if if I can use that gif in some way, shape, or form when I'm communicating with someone, I can just say surprise motherfucker and just like I remember uh, jokes. And how they just like, straight up kill Dokes. God damn it. But you know, you, they had to do it to keep the... Uh, I felt like, especially later on in the show, they kept writing themselves into a corner and having to do something stupid to get themselves out of it. And that's and that's where... You know, that, that's where that's poor writing. When, when you have to... You have to do something absurd to get yourself out of a situation you've created where you're not planning ahead. Like... I were like the end of Dexter because Dexter ended at the same time as Breaking Bad, and I was like, that's like the two polar opposites of how you end a show. Where like Vince Gilligan and his team, they knew, I, I'm sure, when they had everything plotted out, they had their beginning, middle, and end. They they knew how they wanted to end Breaking Bad, where the people working on Dexter were like, how can we keep dragging this on? Oh shit, it's our last season. We have no idea how we're going to end this. There was no plan. It was just like, all right. Then a hurricane came, and devastation reigned, and then Dex went drip, drip, dripping down the drain. <laughs> he took his boat to the temple and made his own name. <laughs> I'm not sorry for that. I, I will never be sorry for a Hamilton reference. And never, ever. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a tweet I keep wanting to make. Where I, like, because, you know, right now, we, we've been... Uh, depending on where you're at, you know, you we've been locked down. I, I I I haven't really been locked down. My my job has kept going. 
I, I can't really do my job from home. So I, I, I but like, everyone, you're, you're locked down for the most part. Like, what skill have you, have you, have you worked on while you're locked down? I mean, for me, I feel like I have developed three skills. I have, I have uh, gotten a lot better at graphic design, which you can see on our YouTube page as I, I make a nice little graphics for all the for all the videos. I've been starting to do that for some of the Facebook videos as well. I've been getting better audio editing. I've been learning how to use Audacity here more. And the third, my third skill is Act One Hamilton Karaoke. That's the one. That's my big one. That's the one I've. I've I really have honed that one the most. I, I, when, when we get karaoke back in a normal way, like, you know, in 2025 or whatever year we get through this fucking pandemic, my, I'm going to be ready to fucking do some fucking Hamilton at karaoke. And I hope there's some other, some of my karaoke friends are fucking ready. Because <laughs> we're going we're gonna to just fucking nail some fucking Hamilton and shit. I'll, I want to be doing some George Washington and Aaron Burr parts. I'm ready. Honestly, I I keep trying to to, to, to get the uh, the Alexander Hamilton parts, but the, the, it's it's too fucking fast. I'm not a young man anymore. There's sometimes where Lin Manuel Miranda is rapping way too fucking fast, especially by during the, 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 the big part of my shot. He's just like I'm just like nah, it's not gonna happen. If I was 20 years old, yeah, I could sit there. <laughs> right, you you have memorized Coco, <laughs> Moana, and Big Hero Six. I, I'm sure uh, your young boy <laughs> has been enjoying those movies. I, I I eagerly await when uh when Tiger will will start making requests. Uh, currently, uh, my my uh, my wife and I we we've watched a lot of PBS Kids. That's that's what we put on for him. And currently, uh, Tiger's favorite thing is uh Molly of Denali. That that that's his like where he reacts. He he pays attention. And I, 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 I tease him without him knowing. I'm like, oh, your girlfriend's on. Uh, Molly Denali's on. <laughs> and soon we, we will graduate to, to Disney Disney movies with songs. And I'm sure Ty will find his favorites. And I will have to, I, I have no doubt that I will have your welcome memorized from Moana at, at some point in time. Because I'm sure he'll, he'll get into it. Because my little dude, he loves good beat. He, he shakes his butt. Like when the, especially when there's some songs on PBS Kids or we put on some music he'll, he'll, he'll grab onto the, the side of his little tiger land or the side of his crib he'll start shaking his butt he got some rhythm he got, he got rhythm from mommy and daddy but alright there's there's a point I was going to make a little while ago before I got myself derailed talking about Dexter uh, so I don't know how we're going to fit in all these episodes of the boys because uh, this Friday Disney Plus The Mandalorian comes back I uh, we are super fucking excited here in this house. We have our little baby Yoda, and, and we're gonna be we want to see the further adventures of of, of Lone Wolf and Cub. I mean, <laughs> the Mandalorian and and, and and the child. He's baby Yoda in this house. We don't, we don't care. <laughs> he he's a tiny Yoda species, whatever you want to call it. Child, baby Yoda. We're fucking excited. I'm sure. Uh, there, there's going to be a wave of people uh, reactivating their Disney Plus. I, we, we've kept ours going the whole time. Well, wife likes to put on National Geographic. I, I, I poke in and out whenever I can, throw an awesome Disney afternoon, or just putting on Hamilton whenever I don't. Well, please. But yeah, this Friday we got more Mando. One 
episode at a time. So I think uh, yeah, that's uh, the, the weekends we're going to have to figure out. Uh, we, can, we can time Tiger's naps or just wait till, well, we won't be able to do it uh, on the 7th. That's when we're doing our big move from here to, we're moving to Orange County. I'm moving three minutes away from my job. Uh, somewhere in Brea. Uh, the Clone Wars anime series. Yes, I have watched, uh, yes. Uh, I remember back when, oh, the Clone Wars is going away from Netflix. And then, uh, this is uh, however many years ago that, that was uh, going to happen. I, I sat and I, I, I binge watched the entire Clone Wars. And that made the prequels like so much better. They're uh, the same. I, I'm aware that the, it's the same uh, guy in charge of it, Dave Filoni, who, who did the Clone Wars, who's also in charge of the Mandalorian, or he, or he's the technical advisor. Uh, it it uh, the first season is kind of um, how can I, it's very weird. It's very like you know bad guy of the week, but later on. It gets really good. Yeah, yeah, and then just as uh, right now, Ryan just said there's a bunch of t- Clone Wars characters coming to the Mandalorian. Uh, I uh, we call it uh, what's a uh, Rosario Dawson's gonna be playing Ahsoka Tano, which uh, I'm very excited about. She she was a uh, at first she was kind of annoying to me in, in Clone Wars, but uh, she she grew on me over time. She became a really cool and a, a very interesting character. And yeah, then I, I I still have to I gotta see I think all the episodes of Rebels are on Disney Plus. I, I need to watch more of uh, Rebels. That's that's another great show. I'm I, I was starting it, or a little bit after, or I think right before uh, Tiger was born. I just never got back to sitting and watching it because we're all we're always especially when when Ty was a little tiny toddler, there was no time to sit and watch anything <laughs> at that point in time. But January, February, March, when he was a little toddler, it was all like, oh, I don't have time to sit and watch things. I have to take care of this tiny baby. And now that he's, he's toddling around, I can put him in his walker or his jumper. I can buy some time. Yeah. Rex and Boba Fett are being played by Temer Morrison. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> right, because Boba Fett's supposed to show up in this second season of The Mandalorian, I think. Yeah, there's a, a lot a lot, of, a lot of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, that Clone Wars original series... Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. You got to get through the that that first one. The first season's kind of like, uh, it's like oh, standard animation. We're we're here to sell toys, and then uh, the the I think going the second season going forward was really good. I was just like I remember I really got into it. They kind of dug into a lot more of the like the the Star Wars lore and like Jedi's and like you you learn a lot about about the Sith and you learn about the Night Sisters. You learn about all kinds of stuff. Uh, you see, like Darth Maul come back, and all this, and they're like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" And you know, there's a whole lot of a uh, uh, "What the fuck" moments, so, yeah, especially in the second and third ones, and and then the the the, the lost season or the, the stuff that was like that was only on Netflix. There's some really good stuff there. Uh, you get to you get to see how how, how Jedi become ghosts. Like they 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 have, they have to go through training so they can be a Jedi ghost or something. At least they try to establish that. Uh, you, you you have to you, you can't just become a ghost, <laughs> and then they, they established that like oh, that uh, Qui Gon was the one who figured it out first, and then you see he teaches a uh, he teaches uh, Yoda who then teaches uh yeah they they kind of established kind of a timeline. Dave Filoni he's really uh, him and his team. I don't want to just say it's just him. Oh, there's a cat in the background. Hi Tina. 
uh, they, they really establish, they try to establish a lot of stuff in that show where like, oh, where they, they, they try to make things in the, in the prequels and the sequels and everything else make sense. They, they try to put a lot more backstory into Star Wars, which is, uh, it was uh, kind of like uh, what the, the purpose of the original, you know, comic books and, 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 and novels were to, you know, fill in that expanded universe. And the Clone Wars did a good job of trying to get all that too. Or like it, I don't know if you if you got a chance to go on the uh, the the ride at Disneyland before everything got shut down. One one of the characters from Clone Wars, he's there. Hondo, <laughs> I forgot what Hondo's last name, but he has a Hondo Onata. That's right. I'm like he had a really cool, you know, cool you know, Star Wars name, Hondo Onata. Uh, he he he's uh, the one of the little characters that, that you interact with in the little screens for that that the Smuggler's Run at at, uh, at Disneyland's uh, the, the the Galaxy's Edge. So like a lot of the Clone Wars stuff, and then now it's obviously working its way into the, the Mandalorian because you got the, the guy who worked on it. And it was funny uh, if you have Disney Plus, uh, there was a little they did a little documentary after Mandalorian was done where they talked to a lot of the directors and a lot of the different people that worked on it, and then you get to hear a lot of the stuff from from Dave Filoni himself, and you get to where it's like this guy is like a a legit fan, like he loves all of Star Wars. He's not like a lot of these, you know, newer fans or older fans that, oh, the, oh, the, it's the original trilogy or nothing or whatever. Oh, it's the expanding universe, the original expanding universe or nothing. All this new stuff is crap. Where, where Dave's like, no, we have, we can keep expanding. And, that, and, that, and that's why everyone kind of unified over the, the, even though the Mandalorian is, oh, still, you know, a Disney produced Star Wars thing. Everyone like, oh, all, even a lot of the, the, the Star Wars um, uh, religious zealots, I, as I've called them before on this show, even they accepted the Mandalorian because it just had that feel of just like, oh, this feels like Star Wars, in spite of you know, oh, well, they're, they're Disneyfying everything and blah blah blah. It's like, and it's all Star Wars, even and then he kind of gets into that in in that documentary. So I really recommend that. Where the, the, there's a documentary, uh, like a different episodes where they talk to the creators. They, they the, they have the different directors. Yeah, they have the John Favreau talking to all the different people who directed different episodes. You get a little bit of Taika Waititi in there, which is always a good thing, if you ask me. In my opinion, any Taika that you get is good. Taika is awesome. He makes me laugh. That's another show that we're trying to find a way to watch. We're trying to uh, watch uh, what we do in the shadows. We, 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 we've saw, you know, becoming parents, we've fallen so behind and all this television, which on one hand is good, because, oh, now we have, like, when when the time comes and we somehow find time, oh, there's plenty of shows that we'll be able to just sit and waste time away on. But right now they're, they're building up. I'm like, oh, wow, there's already, like, a couple of seasons of what we do in the shadows. There's, like, you know, a couple of seasons of The Boys. we got Mando. I mean, we're, we're probably going to go out of way to watch Mandalorian just because I want to be able to talk about it. <laughs> Right, I almost named my kid Taika. I, I, I don't blame you, one bit. I, I if I thought I could have got away with it, I would have floated that one through the wife. But I, I <laughs> but he was taken by another friend. <laughs> you want to know where that happened with me? Let me tell you, Ryan, where that happened with me. I was really getting really attached to naming the, the kid Miles. I really. Wanted to name the kid Miles. I'm like, oh, Miles Morales, hell yeah, you know, 
Into the Spider-Verse, one of my favorite movies now of all time. I freaking love Miles Morales. He's so freaking cool. Why do we name the kid Miles? Well, one of my buddies from Disney had a kid a couple months before us <laughs> named his boy Miles. I'm like, well, can't do that now. <laughs> I was just like, I was really like, I was like, oh my God. And, and it's funny, like I, I, I stumbled upon it because of... Uh, as my wife and I, she'd always be like looking around. And we'd, be, we'd be driving while she was pregnant. She'd like look around and like, oh, how does that name sound? I'm like, you're just pulling names off the freaking street. Oh, and I'd be like, oh, street name, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, looking at the car. Oh, Miles. I'm like, oh, wait, Miles. Oh, like, the, the, when it freaking like, boom, I was like, oh. Boop. I'm like, Miles Morales. How am I not, like, we're naming the kid Miles. And she's like, no, we're not. I'm like, yeah, we're going to name the kid Miles. Hell yeah. He's going to be Miles Cervantes or Miles Limon. You know, he's going to be, he's going to be Miles. I'm like, oh yeah, hell yeah, Miles, Miles Morales. Hell yeah, that's freaking cool. It's like, no, because only because of the way you came about it. I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's not about the journey, it's about the destination. <laughs> Sometimes I say the other way around. It's not about the destination, it's about the journey. But you know what? <laughs> In that instance, how I got to there <laughs> didn't matter. The fact I got there, I'm like, oh yeah, Miles Morales. Dull. How did I not have this in the freaking wheelhouse? How is this not in the freaking in in in, in the finalists? You know, one of, one of my good buddies uh, from Disney, one of the people I still keep in contact. Uh, he had his third boy a few a few, a few months before us, and uh, yep, named him Miles. It's like whoop, that that that's out. <laughs> uh, don't want any any confusion if we if we have the, the the two kids meet. Oh, is that Miles? Here's Miles. Hey, Miles, meet, meet Miles. Like nope. We settled on Tiger, and you know what? It turned out to be a very appropriate name for the for, for this rapscallion of a of a child. This 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 little aggressive, strong little man. He's so huge and strong. Uh, Tiger is such a perfect name for for our little guy. And uh, I'm missing him right now. He's not here. I don't know. Why. I'm gonna have to text the. Uh, I thought they were gonna walk in. I, I honestly, I think they're probably waiting till after nine to come home because they probably want me to. Finish the podcast without interruption or without any noise or, or whatnot. And honestly, it, it's been a very smooth operation today. Um, and and here we are. We're almost to nine p.m. Uh, one last thing before we wrap up the show here today. Uh, I saw something stupid on the uh, on the internet this past week. Apparently, one of the the, the people who works on the, the that that failed thing that uh that uh, Google tried to do the Stadia. He put out a, a tweet that I, I hope he regrets. I don't know. He might be dumb enough not to regret it. Uh, he, this this moron thought, oh, gamers should pay to be able to stream games. <laughs> Some idiot developer. I, I'm sure you know, he might not be alone in this thought because a, a lot of developers and publishers probably feel like, wait a minute, these people are monetizing uh, themselves because you know there's a lot of streamers out there who earn a lot of money playing the games. I'm sure Epic, you know, well maybe Epic might be a little bit different. They probably don't feel that negatively. Where like oh you got like a like a guy like Ninja out there who's like playing uh, Fortnite every day and he's earning a crazy amount of money from people watching him. But that's that he's not earning the money because oh he's playing Fortnite. He's earning the money because oh there's something compelling about his personality. And how he's able to gather all these people when he plays with celebrities. There's something about him. And that's why he's earning the money. Not because it's Fortnite. I'm sure Fortnite helps. It's, you know, 
it was one of the most popular games on on Twitch up until recently with freaking everyone playing freaking Among Us now on Twitch. But uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was, I, I agree with a lot of the internet. We're like, this dude should have like, that. That's that one that should have stayed in the in the drafts. It's like that that oh, all these people should be paying the developers to stream games. Like no, it's it's advertising. People, it, it's free advertising for all these developers and publishers. It, 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 it's only helping. It it, it it helps more than it hurts. I'm sure these develop... And then at the end of the day, these people who are streaming the games, they, they already bought the game. I mean, whether or not they paid full price, who knows. But they already contributed. <laughs> if they're streaming it, then they got it. I feel like most of the time they, they, they paid for the game. Unless unless the unless the publisher comped them and then that's on them. <laughs> they comped them on the hope that oh if this streamer plays the game, more people will buy it. It's a give and take. It, it's just illogical. And yeah, the, the guy got dragged on Twitter and even to the point where Google had to like they they made a comment where they're like, No, we don't agree with what this guy who's working on Stadia, we don't agree on what he said that no, the streaming is something separate. <laughs> <laughs> that gamers should not have to pay to stream games. <laughs> it's just the, the the amount of equipment alone that has to go into this. It's just like the, the, that's the cost of going into it. I, I, and speaking of streams, I've been doing a lot of streams. I've been using my old phone here to stream a bunch of uh, Switch stuff. Uh, this past week, I haven't been able to because uh, we've been getting ready to do a lot of the moving. I have to see if I can try to sneak in because I, I haven't posted any streaming videos. There's a lot of fun stuff. It was uh, Super Mario 35. I've been trying to do one of those a week while the while the game exists until next March. It I, I really enjoy Super Mario Thirty Five. Uh, yeah, a lot, there is a video up on, on our YouTube and on our our Facebook gaming page where it's me trying to play while holding Tiger. I'm I'm holding him. He's sitting on my forearm and I have the controller in my hand. And yes, uh, it's nine minutes of chaos. I, I highly recommend checking out that video, whether you check it out on our Facebook page or check it out on our YouTube page. Uh, you get uh, Ty uh, messes with the camera. He he kills me a couple of times because he see I, I sit I eventually sit him down on my lap and he starts just grabbing the controller, and just yeah he uh, uh, he he does his job he he is chaos incarnate and it is it is adorable, and hilarious. Uh, I highly recommend that one. Um, and also uh, another series series I'm doing right now is me playing Super Mario Sunshine. I have never played Mario Sunshine but Super Mario Sunshine before. The game is really weird. I am like confounded. By the weirdness of this game, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, he, he 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 comes up with some weird stuff. He's like, "Hey, let's put a water backpack or a water jetpack on Mario," and yeah, it's really weird. I've been having fun playing it. Uh, I, I recommend you go go check it out. Like uh, my 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 weird reactions to that. And then uh, right now uh, we also have uh, me playing uh, the new Kingdom Hearts rhythm game. I, there was a demo. I downloaded that. Put we posted a. A video of me playing that demo. It plays like the if you ever play the 3DS theater rhythm games, it plays kind of like that. Uh, check it out. Go to our YouTube page or go to our game stream page. We have a separate game stream page. I sometimes I share those videos onto this Facebook page if you're watching live, or uh, if you're watching this on YouTube later. There's a whole bunch of a game stream videos. Please check those out. Give us some views. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. I learned from a friend. Uh, if I get a hundred subscribers, then I can change the URL because right now it's just the uh, my, my URL is YouTube forward slash number letter number 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 letter number number letter. If we somehow get to 100 subscribers, I can change that to YouTube.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. So, hey, if any of you are inclined, I already have a few friends who who subscribe. But if we can find 
73 more people. <laughs> we can get that custom URL. So go please please check that out. Uh, go 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 see us on on, on YouTube. There are a whole bunch of fun videos. Uh, we got the archive. It, it's a much easier way to access the archive of our older episodes. I've been, also been posting a lot of the older episodes of the podcast on there. Uh, I've, I've been finding like man, trying to find older episodes, like trying to scroll through the old episodes on Facebook is a bit of a pain in the ass. So that, that's why I've been I've, you know, I've been archiving them. I've been finding them. Posting them on our YouTube page. I'll be nice and accessible. Gonna make like season playlists, and I'm even making custom cards for each season. You know, you get the title page and and then the episode number. That way, it's a, yeah, be sure to check that out. Uh, as always, check out our social media: uh, Twitter at DreGP Podcast. I frequently tweet now. I, I've been, I've gotten a lot better at Twitter. I I post a lot of funny, ridiculous things. I reply to a lot of stupid things with equal stupidity. Or and or jokes, um, Instagram at Dre Podcast. I've been trying to put more stuff up there as well. And uh, of course, if you're watching this on Facebook, where you are, you already know where to find us. But if you're not, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the audio version, uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com/slash/DreGPPodcast. And uh, and as always, you know we have one of our patrons watching right now, Ryan Tanaka. Check us out on Patreon. Trying to put together some uh, exclusive Patreon content. But it's it's hard enough trying to put together all the content we already have. But I I, I really I keep looking at that. And I'm like I gotta put something up uh, for for our, for our patrons. I have to uh, for, for our, our awesome guys like Ryan, like Daniel Wong, like Art Solorio, our, our three patrons. Gotta make sure I want to take care of those guys with some exclusive content on there. Um, so be sure to check all that out. Please help out the show. You, 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 if you can help us monetarily, awesome. If you want to help us out in other ways, it just by just watching stuff, subscribing, giving us views, giving us likes, that also helps immensely. Thank you for watching. We'll see you guys next week. I'm going to hopefully have some more gaming videos up here on our Facebook and on our YouTube page. Thank you for watching. We'll see you guys next time. And if you're listening to the audio, thanks for listening. <laughs>